This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 87 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. If you click my link, you get everything with Blueberry Markets. You get the best customer service in the world. On top of that, you get your own personal customer service representative should anything go wrong. You can trade Forex, stocks, indices, metals, all off of MT4 and MT5. You will receive twice the cash back bonus you would have gotten if you signed up this time last year. And you will get one losing trade completely wiped off the books. Are you going to find anything like this anywhere else? No. The only requirement is you need to be outside of the United States. So click the link down below in the description and start today. My fellow Americans, you know, as always, I have a deal for you too. Also, check down below in the description. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. And yes, we are still doing 2023 predictions in the month of February. That's just how it goes. And uh, we're going to end off with crypto and the metaverse. And uh, mostly crypto, I think, because I've already spoken quite a bit about the metaverse in the last few months. But uh, with crypto, uh, you guys probably know, if you follow me at all on Twitter or read the blogs, I'm still very bearish. And um, I do not think we reached lows, uh, yearly lows, back in the first two weeks of January. And it turns out most of you feel the same way. I put out a Twitter poll right about that time. And it was about two to one said, uh, no, we have not seen the new lows for 2023. Um, we have the price of everything has gone up since then. I'm not sure how people feel about that now, but at the time, the majority of you were not buying the hype either. You know, and why would you? You know, a move of this significance must have some real reasoning and real steam behind it, um, but it just doesn't to me. You know, I, I do understand moves in crypto are, are more pronounced than they are in equities markets. I know that, but it, there's just nothing here. It's a bunch of people who got together and thought that, okay, the worst has got to be over now that the FTX shakeout is completely, you know, washed out. Um, But you never know that. You know, everybody thought that when the price of Bitcoin was hovering around $20,000 also, and then FTX happened, and then we went down a lot further. Uh, Now, I also think this was done on purpose. You guys pretty much know how I think at this point in time. I do what I always do, and I put myself in the seat of the master manipulators, like, okay, I've sit there and given you these little tiny fake rallies and you've fallen for every single one of them. Now, I need to give you a real rally so you get really excited and all that hope and all that wonder finally comes back. And then I need to screw you one more time. So you completely tap out for good. You swear off of crypto. And then I and all of my little institutional buddies can come in and swoop in on extremely, extremely cheap prices. You know, again, I don't have any real basis for this except for me just playing make-believe fantasy world here, Uh, but it's plausible. You know it's plausible. It makes a lot of sense, and if you were smart and you wanted to get in at really low prices, this is exactly what you would do as well. Now, this has also coincided a little bit with a rally in equities, which I also don't completely believe. So, you know, again, I know I'm repeating myself, but I want to give a little more color as to why and how I see things going forward. You know, I think we have a lot more hurt to go. Um, I think we could very well see a lot of that hurt in 2023. And I'm not of the belief that all of a sudden crypto is going to decouple from everything else out of the blue. You know, for what reason? People are going to fly to safety and crypto is not safety. 
You know, we're probably a good five years away from that ever being even remotely close to being the case. And this is why I am still bullish on things like the United States dollar and gold. Pretty simple. It's not an indictment of crypto or the market itself. It's just where we are on the cycle right now. And if you have a hard time understanding my bearish bias, you know, go back to the blog I wrote last Thursday, a uh, blog titled Make It Make Sense, and you'll see two very uh, descriptive videos on why you know everybody should probably be bearish at this time and where we actually are with things. You know, we have done a combination of very unprecedented things to put this market in the position it's in. Supply chains are ruined, and those just don't come back overnight. They take a very long time, and deglobalization is here. Globalization is no more. No more cheap stuff. No more easy access to everything we need like it was. So if the market does continue to go up, and we see you know kind of that melt-up scenario we talked about before, Understand that it's probably moving on air, and it's only setting us up for an even larger move down, if you can believe that. I feel there is no way we can reach the prosperity we reached back in 2018, 2019, anytime soon. I mean, it would take more than a decade to undo all the things we have done without really, really paying for it first. And nobody's hurting yet. Airports are full. People are still going about their day just like they were. You know, we have not seen even a glimpse of that pain yet. Okay, we have seen higher prices with energy and food, uh, which is uncomfortable, but hasn't gotten like painful, painful for most people. And when we do, I don't think crypto is going to benefit from that. I just don't. Uh, however, I do take this time to do almost all of my buying. Now, will I buy on dips on the way back up? Maybe. But I've learned over time, and I think you guys have too, that the crypto market goes way up, and then it goes way down, and then it goes way up again, and then it goes way down. You know, so if that's the case, filter out all the noise and just do your buying when things are way down, still like they are right now. You know, where's Bitcoin right now? About 23500 If it gets back up to its highs of $68,000, $69,000, you are going to be really happy with that. And if you have altcoins, you're going to be even more happy with that. You know, we're still at a, at a point in time in history when things are cheap. And I think my trailing buy strategy, which we have outlined on this podcast, it was its own dedicated episode, has treated me really well. And it has ensured that if I'm wrong and everything does just keep going bullish, that at least I got some crypto on the way down. You know, I already had a decent amount. You guys know, you know, we've all taken this journey together. Um, but I got even more on the way down, and I'm happy with that. Did I get as much as I wanted to? No. But is that ever going to be the case? No. And I'm comfortable with that. Um, but I do not plan on buying anything else until we hit new lows. That's just me. Now, if you're still interested in buying and you want to know my opinion on things, again, just opinions, don't do anything I say. But uh, I, I'm still my one and two right now in terms of uh, tokens I like would still be ADA and would be Matic at this point in time. I love everything Polygon's doing. They are setting themselves up for incredible success down the road. They are the layer two where everybody wants to be. Now, they've made huge partnerships. And if I ever do end up buying something on a dip, this is probably going to be the first place I go. You know, the only reason I don't say that with ADA is because I already have a good amount of it. And even though I spent some on NFTs, I've replaced that. So I'm pretty much in the same place I was. And I'm pretty good with that. Now, I still do have a pretty high percentage of cash in terms of what I have in front of me. Now, where is that cash going to go? Well, during this time, if we keep going up, it's not going to go into crypto. 
Um, it's going to go into things that are actually rare, you know, things that we are running out of that we need to live. <laughs> you know, we've talked about this. You know, like energy, like particular metals. You know, crypto is not rare. Even Bitcoin with its cap and Litecoin with its cap, they're not rare. You know, and we don't need crypto to live. You know, at least the majority of us don't. You know, we do need energy to live. Uh, we do need particular metals um, to do all the things that we need to do. And as long as supply keeps tanking on those things, then that's where my money is going to go for the time being. You know, or it's just going to stay in cash. I haven't decided. You know, 98% of successful investing is just sitting around doing nothing. So if, that, if that's what I do, then that's what I do. Uh, but no more crypto buying for me until price hits uh, new lows. And uh, if you want to know what I'm in, you guys know there's a blog. Um, it's called My Crypto Portfolio. I just updated it to include things like Aave and AVAX and IMX. Uh, and I do need to add one more token. Let's talk about that as we transition into the metaverse portion of this episode. Now, like I said, I've already talked a lot about it. Uh, I think 2023 is going to be an interesting year because unlike 2024, where I think a lot of projects are going to come out, you're going to start seeing some uh, pretty significant projects coming out, including the ones that I have been following myself, um, which is Alluvium and Cornucopius and Cardania. Now, those are all play-to-earn games. Uh, your more open-world style metaverses like Decentraland, um, your, your newer versions of those, I wouldn't expect a lot of movement on that until 2024 because those are a lot harder to do. You know, anytime you have multiplayer, you know, running around like that, it's, it's a longer coding time. You know, I'm not great on, I don't understand these things too well, but I do understand that. Um, but I should talk a bit about Alluvium. Now, I never gave, gave it its own dedicated episode because I don't know why, actually, um, but I've talked enough about it. And uh, parts of the game, three parts of the game have already come out in their alpha or beta state for people to test out. Now, I'm one of those beta testers. And I kept saying how amazing and beautiful this game is and how big I think it's going to be. And the market in the last few weeks has finally caught up to that. Um, I think it's going to be one of the first major games to be to come out all the way. Uh, and it looks like we're pretty much on schedule there. And also, a lot of your big names have also started to mention it because they know it's coming too. You know, BitBoy and Alex Becker and Paul Barron have all started to mention it more than anything else because they're seeing the same thing I'm seeing right now. And investors have taken note too in the last few weeks. The ILV Alluvium token has gone from about $40 up to, let me see where it is right now, uh, it's close to $99. And I actually ended up buying some. I put a trailing buy down um, for one main reason. Now, I bought a bunch of land in this game um, because I do believe in the project, um, but I kind of over-leveraged into that land, so I didn't want to buy the token. Uh, now, I had more than one reason for buying that land. There is a handful of you out there who know that other reason. Please keep that quiet. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, I that will be its own episode down the road, but please allow me uh, to do that episode. Uh, but I've been playing this land, and I don't know if I'm going to have enough time in my day to do the things I need to do. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a city builder type game, and it just takes up a lot of time. So if I have to sell that land off for whatever reason, I still want to have some kind of equity in this game because I really do believe in it. So that's where the token came in. Even though I know now I'm even more over leveraged into this thing, and over leveraging is not something I do. Uh, but I do have the option to sell off a piece of any of the things I have 
uh, down the road should I ever need to do that. So I guess I'm a little, it makes me feel a little better even though I really broke my own rules. Um, But there are staking and revenue distribution options to the ILV token um, that are just really hard to turn away from. So I'm going to be adding that to the blog as well. That will be a position. Like I said, that's not going to get its own dedicated episode. That is a, you know, episode special. Either you were here for it or you weren't. Uh, But we're going to add the ILV token. I got in right about the 60, 61 cent mark. I ended up buying just a little bit more because I had some tether left over. Um, But again, if you're interested, I would expect some kind of pullback to come, um, but who knows? Uh, The IMX token, which we have been in for a while and which did get its own dedicated episode, has also gone up pretty much in stride with the ILV token. That is the the Layer 2 gaming platform that uh, will be hosting Alluvium amongst other games. But I said before, if we're going to have this, you know, crypto long winter, this crypto ice age, I do think gaming is going to be one of the first sectors out of the muck. You know, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. People don't need crypto for a lot of things. But we might come to a point to where gamers, you know, all like 2 billion of them, are going to move into this next phase of gaming, which is going to be Web3. And if crypto itself does not gain mass adoption as a whole, there's a chance that this next phase of gaming very well could. So I want to be around for that, and that's why I talk about the metaverse as much as I do. So if you can detect a little bit of lack of enthusiasm in my voice, it's only because I'm kind of done with this sector for a while. There is going to be one other token we're going to put on the watch list, but that will be for if the market does attain new lows, um, unless I change my mind. And I just end up buying it at a higher price because it's a token that I want. So maybe it would be a good idea to put that episode out sooner as opposed to later. So, you know, maybe stick around for that. But if you're putting a gun to my head and telling me what I think 2023 is going to bring for this sector, then that's going to be it. It's going to be a lot of futility, I'm afraid. Um, But if I'm wrong, that's fine because my bags are mostly packed. You know, going forward, I either want to be able to buy when things are very cheap And if I'm not doing that, I want to be a buyer in markets where things are becoming very, very scarce. You know, I've said it before. I am looking forward to a day where things actually do turn bullish for good. And I can start getting into normie stocks and normie ETFs and start playing that game. And all of a sudden, that can become a little bit contrarian because people are still super scared. But I don't think we're anywhere near that point yet. Uh, I think we have a lot of, like, actual pain to come. And I'm afraid crypto is going to get caught up in that wash. No, but either way, contrarians, stay sharp out there. And if you wanted to buy now, you know, things are still historically cheap right now. If these cycles repeat themselves, which we have seen that that's exactly what they do. So don't feel bad about buying now because even though it might seem a little crazy because we've had this run up, I still think you're going to be historically correct, uh, which means historically you're still going to be very early. <laughs>